Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic and nerd destination, where you can see me probably crying in a corner and with generous support from listeners like you. To learn how you can support other fine, geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I'm Oral, your gracious host. To my right, I have Brian. Hi. And across from me, I have BJ. How's it going? And over in the sound booth, I have our bearskin rug who's climbed his way up to the top, even though Brian tries to keep him down. Pat. Hi, ho, neighbor. Well, let's start this off. Right. That's all I got. I didn't ah. actually look at the doc. <laughs> you were doing so well. I'm really you're proud of myself. I mean, I will here. I'll, let me just, I'll just so you can see it. No, I, I think I think you're doing so well. I could just step back. But we do have like a lot to cover this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though there's only four of us here, we are missing a few of our our normal uh uh speakers. Oh, were we? I didn't notice. Oh, wow. Jared murder voice. Jared is busy. Jared's Jeff. voice is sultry and sexy. It oh, is. I didn't. I didn't say murder voice in a bad way. If we were, uh, that's actually what turns BJ. Oh. On. Yeah, let's be clear. Like, okay. If you told me not to, not to. If you told me to stay in the cuffs, like I would stay in the cuffs. See, wow. you know, I find that really, really interesting because I always say I need a boyfriend minder because I find the following: Michael C. Hall, that redhead from. Homeland, um, any really somewhat semi doesn't even really have to be very attractive person on Criminal Minds. Uh, I just what I can't help myself. I know, you do. They're you... like Oral. He just chopped off their feet. Well, he's still attractive. He needs love. Well, speaking of love, this is our episode coming after Valentine's Day. The VD episode. The VD episode, and we have done this in the past, but it is a good tradition to have a theme that involves a holiday that at least half of us will celebrate on Sunday in some way. I'm drinking. I mean, I I'm know. getting I'm How getting dr- dare I'm going to eat least, some more wine. At least. Do you guys have plans? 
I do. Okay, good. We'll see. My plans for the weekend are as follows. I go into work at 6 on Friday. I mm-hmm. leave at 3.30 a.m. If I'm lucky. I then work at 11 a.m. And get to work till 3.30 a.m. Oh, Lord. If I'm lucky. And then I get to turn around and work at noon on Sunday. Ooh. Noon to 6. Then I'm going to pick up my friend who's probably going to abandon me or slyly ask me to leave. When this 22-year-old girl that he's seeing, even though he's just as old as I am, comes over and then I go home and watch something on Netflix and break out the emergency whiskey. <laughs> emergency whiskey? Is that like the, it's, the it, constant source of It's not flowing. even emergency whiskey. Yeah. It's just whiskey that I didn't finish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've set to the side. Actually, no. Like, um, I'm working Valentine's Day. Um... I'm quite all right with that. Like, I'm not really seeing anybody. Mm-hmm. And if I was, like, I just want to be really relaxed. I'm not into the whole big, this is when we go out to dinners. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'd rather go out to dinners on a regular basis than splurge on, like, one gigantic well, dinner. like, I've always found that Valentine's dinners, if you're not making dinner, which is a great alternative, I feel like. Going out is a such a nightmare and a production, and you're such a piece of cattle in like a you know an abattoir line. Like yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah man. They have got to turn their tables over, and they usually have a fixed plate to it's, make that faster. It's a money making event for restaurants. But that's not and, romantic. No, that's not. awful. And so I Cash. far prefer if you're gonna go out, go out before or after, or just whenever. Well, you know what? That begs the question, what will you be doing for Valentine's I, Day? I don't know what Pat has planned yet. Oh, oh. Pat, that's a smart move. That's the ball. That's a smart oh, move. Oh, you had pizza in your mouth? Oh, Otherwise, man. you'd be making Legos. That was good. Literally just building Legos. Which true. we still probably could be doing at the um, the end of the night, because I have something planned in the afternoon, which I thought was a cute little... Mm-hmm non-traditional thing to do so he'll get to see at uh uh on sunday mm-hmm. when we actually go to the place because i'm gonna have to tell him beforehand i mean i could i could not tell him for the car ride but then once we get there you know like it'll be you know once we get into the area he'll pretty much know that's where why we're you going. blindfold it's kind of like when we got our dog he had kind of an idea that something was happening. I just say, hey, we're going somewhere. And pretty much by the time we were, well, I don't know, halfway there, you're like, well, it's not this. It's not that. Are we going? Did you ask me? I think you're like, are we going to get a look at it? I think I asked you when we got speak, in the car. Yeah, it oh. speaks less to, you know, how well you know each other mm-hmm. and more to, so if it's not this and this, it can only be this. <laughs> oh, of course. It's a process of elimination. But, I really don't want to sound petty. No, I, no, I'm no, sorry. No, like, no, I am actually... Okay. Uh-oh. I'm going to make this announcement early. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay. So this episode is being taped right before my 30th birthday. I like to think of it as my year of power. Instead of, uh, instead of having like a, a place of power, it's a year of power. Or instead of the year of the power bottom. First of all, I'm somewhat versatile 2016. There we go. <laughs> we well, established this. Well, honestly, if you if you saw that viral uh, artwork for the year of the monkey that looked like anal sex, yeah, it seriously. really does work for the year of the power bottom. It's true. <laughs> I have not seen that. I will have to reassess. But 
before that, um, my twenties were were fine. They were a lot of fun. I did a lot of things. I did a lot of people. Came out on top. Whoop whoop. Um, <laughs> but uh, this year, I just I feel like this is a a year of like positive change. Um, and me becoming who I want to be, even though I ooh that's that's just the year him of the, the picture. Po- a power bottom. That's the year of the power bottom. Um, yes, but no. 30s happening. I'm going on a cruise. I'm going to the Caribbean. I don't give off. Coral gets his groove back. Do what you can to First make it all, more groove. I don't really need more groove. I'm just continuing deepening. To he is deepening the groove. You can't say the deepening. No. 30 is not the year of the deepening. Oh. First of all, that's 40. I'm coming up on that. It can't be any more deeper. <laughs> My um, body I don't is even, like an echo chamber. So, I don't know. So, BJ, <laughs> what are you echo. doing for VD echo. or at Valentine's oh, Day? Uh, well, tomorrow's my Friday at work, uh, and then I'm just going to sit at home till it's midnight and go see Deadpool. Oh, very good. Um, Friday, I think I have a doctor's appointment. I don't know. Um, and then I plan on going to ABC Liquor. Oh. Um, after your doctor's appointment. Yes, after my doctor's appointment. Um, half because I got my tax return check. So I can replenish my alcohol in the house. You are like Johnny on the spot with that, man. That was fast. Oh, you yeah. know what? I finally got my W-2 the last day, and I still haven't. No, I haven't either. I haven't either. Mine, I was, haven't. mine was available like the third week in January, uh-huh. and I did it that day. Cause I because don't, Disney I, pays a lot of interns to do it all and drop it. It's like a Beyonce album. That's a bad segue. We'll <laughs> pause that. Hold that, listeners. We're going to we'll put a pin that in that. Yeah, we're yeah. going to put a pin in that. Put in some Tupperware, save it for later. <laughs> I used to do my taxes like immediately, and I used to work for uh, when I worked for Old Navy, and I think even Stephen Barry's when I worked for them, I would get my um, my forms second week of January. I would file my taxes before they were even accepting uh, the, them to be filed, because yeah. January twenty eighth is twenty uh, first or the twenty eighth is when they officially start. I would have that stuff in because I got money back. Now that I'm a small business owner and I got to pay, yep. I hold that shit off until April 14th exactly. at like 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, all right, well, now I guess yep. I can pay. Like, I, I own no property, so um, so I I download that, that thing straight to my phone and Good. I just do it on the app and I'm done. Good. Um, but so then I'm so I'm half buying alcohol because I can afford it and half buying it so I can get drunk on Saturday night, uh-huh. and then I work Sunday, and then Sunday afternoon, it's my tradition when I come home, after my roommates have, like, you know, exchanged flowers and candy and everything, I steal all of their candy. Oh, nice. And eat it, and then I replace it with, like, little M&M pieces mm-hmm. or something. It's like a tradition, and they hide the candy every year, Oh, and I always find it. That's in, terrible. in my mind, you search for the candy, you binge on the candy... You cry on the floor half naked, and then they find you in the morning. Oh, no. I cry on the floor fully <laughs> naked. Um, that's how we do it Valentine's Day mm-hmm. when that's you're 32. Awesome. So. I love that. <laughs> when you're 32, girl, you look good. That's the half black in you. Right there. Don't crack. So that is what we're doing for Valentine's Day. In case you were wondering, I know all of you were. Uh, but we will have other topics related to Valentine's throughout the episode. Let us start, though, with – 
I won't say it's the gay holiday because it has nothing really to do with most gay men and women, I assume. I don't know. Some of them look kind of gay to me. Well, uh, <laughs> wait, in the thing? Oh, yeah, well. yeah. So the Super Bowl happened. Uh, oh, yeah. I was driving back from Charlotte, riding back, I should say, from uh, Eric, our friend who's been on the show many times. Sports ball. Uh, we were up there in Charlotte, North Carolina for a curling event, and we were somewhere on the road. How was Charlotte? I've Charlotte never been. was lovely, and I was actually going to give a shout out to Mr. Steve Maury, which I always Hi, say Steve. Maury, uh, and his husband, Jason. They they hosted us that Hi, weekend. Hi, husband, Jason. It was very lovely, uh, other than the curling, which was very fun and great. We went to Heroes Aren't, aren't Hard to Find. I hear that's a really lovely shop. It is. Uh, oh, okay. It's the sponsor for Heroes Con. Every year we go to that. Oh. Uh, I mean, so whenever I you're wanted. selling comics in the South, more power to you. Right. Yeah. But they have a nice store and a big warehouse. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. We were on our way back. Did not even think about the Super Bowl because as we roll in around 7.15, 7.30 in the evening, I decide, or rather my body decides, that it hates the food that is in my stomach. And I was food poisoned for the rest of the evening and the next day. So I totally missed everything related to the Super Bowl. But did I miss it? You guys tell me. Um, First off, it's not the Super Bowl. It was a Beyonce concert (laughs) that Lady Gaga opened for. (laughs) Yeah. Then there was some sports stuff happening. And then there was Beyonce featuring Coldplay and Bruno Mars. Yes. And um, I watched the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh. Shout out to Cam Newton. I know you will never hear this. <laughs> but you are very attractive. Who's Cam Newton? I don't know who this is. The, he, Cam Newton is the quarterback oh, okay. for the Carolina Oh, Oh, Panthers? I should know this. Panthers. You weren't supposed to give him uh, that. I wasn't no, no, but I it would have. Yeah, no, it would Um, <laughs> He did the best he could with what he had, and that's not a, a dig at uh, the Carolina team at all. Like, it was just a really tough game. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I felt like, remember that episode of South Park where they all go see Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Of course. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they realize it's nothing but rape. Yes. I saw them get raped. So they it was that one sided the game was that it wasn't necessarily one sided. It's just that anytime they gained any yardage, it was they paid a heavy price. Okay. Yeah. Um and anytime they let up just for a second, just like an instant, like Denver just came and knocked them back. And so Is this the first time the Panthers have made the Super Bowl? It sounds no, like it's No, it's the second no. time they've ever made the Super okay. Bowl. Okay. But they're a fairly newer team and they mm. No, no, no. It's just it's not always very it's good. It's not that they're a newer team, it's just that we haven't seen them in the top for a while. Okay. It's like last year when uh Golden State was on top and uh Steph Curry we find yep. out has an a uh, gorgeous daughter and he is very attractive. Mm-hmm. If you are into light skinned men, as we know you are. Hazel eyes. Uh, well, you, I will hold you there. If okay. anybody is. I like all types of men. Mm-hmm. I do not discriminate. On skin tone. On skin tone <laughs> at all. Oh, good. Um, Just the normal things. <laughs> Social status. I am not a snob. Wait, what, what were you talking you about think? before we started Why am recording? I Whitley Gilbert in this A Different World production of Flame On? Because I was waiting for that punchline. I knew you, for some reason, I was like, he's going he's gonna to mention Whitney Gilbert. <gasps> I love it. Whitley. I, Whitley. My name is Whitley. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I just say that the Panthers were like oral. 
for many years before they were always on the bottom. <laughs> and then last year they decided to try to be on the top. And where are they that's now? That's a good one. <laughs> that is a, that's, that's a nice dig. No, they're somewhat versatile. They're somewhat versatile. Right. So apart from the sports ball itself, I mean, well, yeah, the the game was the game the game wasn't that interesting, but like it was great to see, you know, the ingenues try to reach for the top and uh-huh. then get batted down. Do we all think musically, Lady Gaga delivered a acceptable oh, yeah. and or inspiring rendition of the Star Spangled Banner? I would say so. Um, however, you know, I am biased to Whitney. And um, Lady okay. Gaga's version of the Star Spangled Banner, very good, mm-hmm. solid. Um, everyone shaded her for what she was wearing. I thought it was appropriate. Oh my God! Wasn't one of the ones that she looked like a Pokemon? Well, you, no, you Blaziken. <laughs> Thank you, Blaziken. My my favorite meme was. Oh. So you're singing the Star Spangled Bang- Banner at 6:30. But you also have to star in the Hunger Games at yes. 8 p.m. Or, or what's but, his name from Hunger Games? That's her father. Yeah. You know, all oh, of that. But, it's great. but what I will say is it was great. It was fantastic. But it's not topping the charts. Like, may she rest in peace, the heavenly angel. Mm-hmm. And in my life, a saint, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Because when she came out with that Star Spangled Banner, that bitch was number one on the charts. Oh, yeah. Throwing that out there. I agree. Now, halftime show did not. So I watched the the Lady Gaga performance. I saw that. I did not see the halftime show at all. I have seen people post about it. I have seen people who loved it. I have seen people who hated it. I, I don't know. But I like Coldplay. I like Beyonce. Bruno Mars, I either way. What do you think? Was well, it good? It was. So I'm not a huge fan of Coldplay. Um, who look like. They got styled by Spiral Art. Exactly. Oops. Okay. Um, the, the halftime show overall was good. I don't know if it was like 50th Super Bowl good. That's it was, true. It was a big anniversary. I was, I was like, oh, like I was expecting like an, an extravaganza. And it was pretty much just two like, really good acts know. and Beyonce. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. It and was it, an odd pairing. It seemed it, like an it odd really pa- was. Not even a pairing, an odd grouping. It, w- it was an odd grouping and it, they didn't really. I don't know. They didn't really mesh to me. Yeah. But yeah. now I have seen on Facebook the Faces book that the gays or alternatively the Black Lives Matter people have quote unquote ruined the Super Bowl halftime show. Please explain why this is not the case. Okay. Before I do this, yes. Do you want my my quote from Formation? Yes. I didn't come to play with any of you hoes. I came to slay. Yes, I love me some cornbreads and collard greens, which is actually true. Cornbread and collard greens are very good. Have you ever had collard, like good, good collard greens? Oh, yes. Okay. Where you realize they don't actually taste like a vegetable. They only taste like meat. Yes. Okay, good. That's the best kind. Yes, exactly. Because you need... Like you need fat back in it. Can I? Can just I? For, okay, yes. Let's let's collard greens real quick. Okay. Uh, we are just diversions all over the place. So I went to a soul food kitchen up uh-huh. in Charlotte. Stephen, we were like, we need a place near the curling club. We don't have a lot of time. We're gonna go to a soul food place in a strip mall, side little in in yep, thing. That's what you want. Tiny 
Yep. People were looking at us like, hey, what's up? Why are you here? It was weird. What I felt they were little... saying was, hey, Whitey. Basically. <laughs> but I was cool with it. I'm like, hey, I love soul food. I like something. I, whatever. Let me. What do you got? Of course, I got the collard greens. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Really not good. Like, I was so sad and surprised. However, I went to Bubaloo's today. I had me a uh, brisket. Their, I wish we were recording this like I wish visually. I, I know why. Your, your face is your face. Making? Yeah. Oh my the, gosh. The brisket. I always get a side of their collards. Their collards. So the other uh, place I forgot the name of it. It was like um, Sunset Soul Food or something. They had bacon in it. They had actually turkey skin too. It was really interesting, but it didn't have the flavor. The one today, a little bit of ham hock. Probably a little more salt, but a little more vinegary type. It was amazing. Okay. Bubbles to me. So just, here's what you need. Tell me. Okay. Ham hocks are a portion of – think of them as pork thighs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. For, for our northern listeners, for people out of the country, um, the best collard greens are borderline greasy. Yes. Um, and, you know, a green is like a, a big leaf. Right. That you can use you, you cook down. You don't they're want to eat bitter. it raw. Yeah, you know, they're super bitter, so you don't eat them raw. They're right. like mustard green mustard green leaves. Yeah. It's, yeah, so, so that's a type of green. Yeah. yeah. So what you want are uh greens that have been cooked down in Braised. pork fat. Braised. Yeah. yeah. You want them in pork fat. Yep. You want them to when you take a bite, they melt in your mouth. Oh yeah. They hit instantly that umami. Mm-hmm. If we were on the Food Network, which I should have been on, but Aww. my mother didn't let me go to Johnson and Wales. That's another story. <laughs> um, we do a you want? Episode. Huh? We should do a cooking episode. Sometime. Yes. Oh my God. You want uh, fat back for like really southern, like I've shot my own hog sort of thing. You um, want ham hocks. Uh, Smoked turkey necks are okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's for a leaner yeah. sort of collard green. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to be healthy, but you still have bacon in that bitch. Mm-hmm. One and two, you need bacon grease. You can't just right. cook the bacon in it. You need to cook the bacon in the pot mm-hmm. and then put your collard greens in, and then you need to use that same bacon grease. For the last two to three weeks mm-hmm. in there. Because it hasn't gone rancid. As long as you put it in the fridge, it hasn't gone rancid. <laughs> no, that's the thing. When you make bacon, you save that grease. You can mm-hmm. put it in all kinds of you things. You want – and you want – Hoe cakes. Oh, and you know what? But I'm not a fan of putting pigtails in it. You have to oh. put pigtails in rice. Oh. You put them in rice because it gives oh. – You know what? It gives it a really nice, salty, like, smoked flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, You don't have to eat them, but we digress. We have way digressed. Here's the thing about <laughs> the halftime show. It was in um San Francisco, which is our home turf. Right? Okay. Where yeah. we're manufactured. The gays, you mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're manufactured. All of their commercials, I shouldn't say all of their commercials, but a lot of commercials were centered on realizing that football has more fans than straight white men. Um, not to say you didn't toe the line, guys. All, you all the, were uh, there. All the puppy monkey baby uh, fans uh-huh. out there. Yeah. Um, however, like we are in a society not on the cusp of change, but in change. And therefore, if you're going to talk to your demographic you need to talk to all of your demographic sure so a lot of the commercials is like you know no matter 
you know, if you're this family or this person, if you're white, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if, if you're, you're a fan gay, of superhero movies, if you're a fan yep. of superhero movies, like there is a place for you watching this game because we want your fucking money. Exactly. And that's how you know yep. we've hit the mainstream when the when the lobbyists and the big companies and conglomerates say, hey, gays, we're not just going to secretly I'm looking at you absolute, even though. I, you know what? I can say this now because I don't give a fuck if we never get another vodka dollar again. Oh, I don't like sure. vodka that way. <laughs> They're like, hey, you, we're not just going to support you during Pride. We're going to support you during the most, aka, most masculine, red blooded, good old boys American showdown we have. What did they sponsor? Or were they just a commercial? Even? No, no, I'm just saying in general. Oh, like, okay. it was, yeah. there were a, a few. Um, companies that are just like I'm like that's really homosexual. Good. And I am proud of you. Good. And I will use your product. Excellent. I can't remember what they are, <laughs> but I assume they were there. Well, the X Files. We know they had a thing. Yep. I didn't. I can't do the X Files. What? Do you not know this? No. I've said okay. I missed. I've okay. never. I've never ever seen an episode oh, of the X Files. So as I may have stated before. Uh huh. I am turning 30. Right. So a lot of the 90s television oh, yeah. I've always watched. But, but you said you can't. Here's why. Uh-huh. So right after like Simpsons and Married with Children came the X-Files. Right. And I've always been a fan of the older like um, Outer Limits or even the more sure. racier. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone and Outer yeah, Limits. Yeah. And then, and then Outer, Outer Limits. Outer Limits. Right. Yeah. Racier Outer Limits. Mm-hmm. Um. And my friends are like, if you like all of these things, you should watch The X-Files. Uh-huh. Do you know what my first episode of The X-Files was? Oh, no. no. Oh, God. Which one? It was Home. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh, here's no. the catch. It only aired once. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got pulled. And the one time I oh, happened to God. watch was Home. And so no matter what happens, I always have this really visceral visceral yeah. underlying sense of dread because the hills have eyes gotta inbreeding wake, gotta wake mama up boxing helena <laughs> mm-hmm. wake mama up I all can't right do it. well since we've already broached the subject but wait wait oh, wait. wait we got to backtrack one one more yep, Beyonce. Killed it. she yep. killed it she saved the halftime uh-huh. show bruno mars is is fine like he's a great entertainer yeah. um coldplay looked like a spirograph okay got he, that yep. yeah um, which is fine. Like they were good. They yep, weren't yep. bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how he just hops around the stage. Like here comes Peter Cottontail <laughs> hopping down the bunny trail. Um, but Beyonce came out, and the second she did, she literally like death wrote it. Nice. She death wrote it, and. Um, shout out to one of my favorite podcasts, The Read, with Kid Fury and Crystal. Okay. Who do you watch Drunk History, Brian? I know of it, but I don't know. Okay. Watch it. You should watch an episode of she Drunk History. Yeah. Crystal was on it. Oh. She was Harriet Tubman. And she oh, talked about the slave revolt. Nice. It was I know you saw it, BJ. <laughs> that is my it was fan fucking tastic. <laughs> but they they told us uh Thursday of last week, they're like, Y'all hoes keep playing. You know Beyonce likes to just come out of nowhere and steal your edges. 
I always have a Beyonce fund of at least two hundred dollars, oh, just in case she wants to pull some shit again. <laughs> wow. And we, you know, everyone who listened, we laughed and we laughed until Sunday <laughs> after the halftime show where the Formation World Tour was announced. <laughs> and I had to say to myself, I ain't got it. Oh, I ain't got it. <laughs> the Reed tried to warn me. And I was just like, y'all so are being ridiculous. How much I- are tickets? Are they like worse than Madonna tickets? Oh, God. Madonna wishes she could have charged for this. Yeah. Really? Because people will be paying. Oh, Lord. People will be paying. I mean, I know there's something going around Facebook about the Beyonce tour costs. So, I live in Orlando, uh-huh. like the rest of you. Of course. Um, The, the two dates in Florida are, um, the closest one is Tampa, and uh-huh. the other one is Miami. Miami makes sense, so does Tampa. Both kind of, they're hours apart. Coliseum type arena. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, she'll never come to Orlando because the Amway Center lied to us and say huge acts will come. Mm-hmm. And really, what do we got? We got Pink, I think, was the biggest thing. And LMFAO, if yep. you were Carrie Underwood. I mean, we got a few, but Carrie Underwood, Cher. Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez are coming in June. Together? No. Oh. Like a week apart. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, they're no Queen uh, Bay, but still. I like that. I like that. Okay, so question. Uh-huh. If we he's no if longer this, with if us. We were doing. Did he die? No, I mean he's not here. Oh, okay. I was gonna For say. I was gonna try to evoke some emotion, I know, but I know. he's in San Francisco. <laughs> right I was now. bankrupt at this point. Oh, he moved to San Francisco. No, no, I think just to visit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Joshua Yale, our former. Colleague, the question. Congratulations oh, okay. on making it big. I'm he very proud of you. No matter well. what happens, I am super proud of him because he climbed his way to the top. Yes, he's done very well. And he will be on back our backs, back. but he climbed oh. his way to the top. I think he was on his back, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. No, we love him. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so say we actually didn't live in the state of Florida. Say we were a little more west. All right. The wild west. In the at water. That. Oh, Texas. Say we lived in H-Town Down. How much would tickets cost in the Houston area? Well, Oral, oddly enough, I could tell you what it would cost to sit front row and have the VIP package for the show in Houston. Okay, I'd say um, VIP front row. um, Is it a meet and greet, too? Is it a... let's, Let's just... I'm going to assume there is a picture with Beyonce. Okay. If it's a cardboard cutout of Beyonce, (laughs) I'd say I pay at least $2,500 for that bitch. Okay. However, if Beyonce is there and we're doing that thing where I actually stand behind her and then put my arm out and she puts her arm out to the right and we don't actually touch... I say that's worth at least five hundred more dollars. So I'd say about three grand for all of that. Am I am I close? You're close. Okay. How much was I off by? You were off by six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars per ticket. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's you. Oh, 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 shit. <laughs> My God. Forty one hundred dollars. No. Damn. You said three thousand. So 
Uh, for the VIP front row package, it's thirty six hundred dollars a ticket. Jesus. Oh yes! Wow. Yeah. Thirty six hundred dollars a ticket. I don't love anybody that much. No, I don't either. Oh no! Don't. Look right now. I want you to know. I'll say this right now. <laughs> and if it happens, I'm willing to pay the price. I am willing to summon the devil himself <laughs> and kill you all horribly, <laughs> one by one, to resurrect. And see her at her height, the goddess Whitney Houston. Well, of course. Well, okay. That, that's different. That would be a, an extreme event if she was However. Back. I like how you'd be willing to sacrifice not only your own soul, but three others. Oh. Just just for good measure. Me. He uh, meant by all of you, he meant all of humanity. Everybody <laughs> Not listening. just us. He and meant everybody. Uh-huh. Gold star for Pat, who figured out what I was actually saying. <laughs> I would pay... A large sum of money to see Beyonce. Yeah, but not that large. I would pay it if I had it. Oh, if you had it. Well, of course. So what's been circulating uh, since yesterday on Facebook, and it's actually become a a, a bit of a viral picture, and um, I think more so about what this person wrote, there's an A.D. Allen uh, in or around the Houston area that posted a picture, and it's the, uh, I guess, like a, a Ticketmaster display where it says, Beyonce, the Formation World Tour, Saturday, May 7, 2016, at 6 p.m., the Energy Stadium in Houston, Texas, section front row, uh, row VIP package. So you're in your own little area. They don't even have a, a seat for you. It's quantity of two, $3,600 each for $7,200 total. He put down, or A.D. Allen wrote, here's our list of things I need to happen for me to pay this much money to see Beyonce perform an album I haven't heard yet and may not even be in the works. One, a Destiny's Child reunion. And I'm not just talking Michelle. I need Kelly, LaToya, Latavia, Nina, Nikki, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Cool it down. <laughs> Y'all are going to have to work for that. Two, Beyonce needs to perform every song she's ever been on, including, but not limited to, the Proud Family theme song with a Solange solo. That's the one that gets me. Damn, Malay. Three, I also need Solange giving twist-out tutorials. Because she do it. She do it good. Four, Mama Tina waxes eyebrows. Five, Blue Ivy needs to come and do a whole Doc McStuffins monologue complete with Cicely Tyson realness. And as someone who has a little nephew and has watched a lot of Doc McStuffins, it's actually really good. (laughs) Six, Jay needs to show up and do his whole discography all the way back to when he had a busted gold grill. Seven. Matter of fact, all of Rockefeller should be there and do a rousing rendition of Big Pimpin' with a hologram Pimp C. Eight. Jesus come out for a duet of Amazing Grace. (laughs) Nine. Beyonce does my taxes. Very handy. Ten. Then she take me to Red Lobster. Well, yeah. She had a bait. 11, and gives me a ride home. <laughs> and even then, she would still owe me a smooth $1,500. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, Beyonce tickets out of the question. Beyonce tickets, uh, unless I find a boyfriend who loves me. You're going on a cruise. Tampa dates. I'm working on it. Gonna say, See what happens. You're a rich one. Um, but Super Bowl, yeah. Commercials, meh. 
Mm-hmm. Beyonce, hell to the yes. Good job. Well, nope. good or- Oral. I think Giselle has an extra ticket. You may need to cozy on up to your favorite Footlight player. You know what, Giselle? If you're Did listening, she, really? she if, posted on Facebook that who wants to go to the Beyonce concert with me? If Unless she's expecting you to buy your own ticket. Well, yeah, yeah I know. But <laughs> if you have an extra ticket and you need someone to be wholly devoted to you, like a Shaolin monk, I will learn. <laughs> you can break me down all you want, but you know, due to your help, I will rise. As long as you take me to Beyonce with you. So I think that covers the gay version of the Super Bowl. Yes, straight people are mad because we exist. Yeah. That's literally all it is. It's nothing They're mad new. because we exist. It's nothing new. All right, television. We have a lot of TV. And evidently not everybody watches everything, so I'm sad. What? I watched Better Call Saul. I finally got to, to watch so all of the first episodes. season? The first season. Um, I'm excited because after this, the first episode of season two right. will have aired, and I will have watched it Excellent. because I am nice. on top of shit. Good job. I'm so glad. I actually wanted to watch it. I never watched Breaking Bad more than the pilot, and I just need to. And you go back. You but I love Bob Odenkirk, so I will absolutely and watch this. And he is at some great. Point. Of course, of course. And I've seen, or rather, I've heard clips from it when he's been interviewed and other things, and I, mm. I'm very excited. We mentioned the X-Files, and I know neither of you Can't are X-Files fan, and actually Can't neither is Pat. Can't do it. But I will have to say this. It just got ahead of me. Like, it's I never right. watched it. And it's then, okay. You don't have to. It's and okay. then when people would be like, have you watched the new stuff? I'm like, so I haven't watched any of the old the stuff. The X-Files, for me, filled a, a void of the anthology shows that Oral mentioned earlier. I had not seen very many of them. I think I watched a couple Twilight Zone episodes and a couple Outer Limits here and there. But I had never seen all of them. And the X-Files filled that void. Plus, on top of that, the 90s were an era where there was a lot of conspiracy stuff going on out there. People yeah. were all into conspiracy. They're always all conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Uh, they never die. But Mulder and Scully, the two of them, the will they, won't they, the shippers, that term comes from the X-Files, wow. right? The will they get together, won't they? That drove a lot of it. But what also drove it was the exciting Monsters of the Week and the mythology and the funny episodes, all the things that blended together into the series in different ways. The new six-episode run, they have had four episodes aired thus far. Mm-hmm. The first one was abysmal. The creator of the X-Files, Chris Carter, should not ever write another episode of X-Files because, not unlike Chris Claremont and a few other comic creators who have mainly kind of passed their prime but are still trying to maybe recapture some of that former glory – it's not working. And I, I, it's an awful thing to say, but it's just not. How was the second episode? The second episode written by a different person, another former writer from the show, fantastic. Uh, Monster of the Week, but had some ongoing mythology type thing. Mm-hmm. Long story short, there's a government conspiracy that involves aliens to control the American and world population. Okay, that's all you need to know. Uh, second episode was fine. Third episode, they did a hilarious, uh, this guy, Darren Morgan, uh, wrote a bunch of the funniest episodes of the X-Files. There were funny episodes. He wrote one with Reese Darby from Fly the Concords and other oh, things wow. as this creature thing. It was very funny. One of the memes I posted on the Facebook page for Flame On was from that. It's Scully with this shirt opening up and like, oh, yeah. oh I want to make Scully. you say sexy Scully. I want to make you Scully. say cheese. Like that was from the episode. It was really funny. <laughs> Rashomon, basically. Jillian... Oh, she looked good. Uh, she looks good, but I, I think she looked better in Hannibal. 
She, well, because Brian Fuller knew how to capture her beauty. This, it's more. Well, she's Scully, so I, I, I just feel like she just she, she looks, looks good. She's for her like, age. She looks a bit, she way looks better. Fantastic. And you know what? Not to say that like if you look your age, you're not pretty. No, no, no. But that's she looks, implied. Right. But she looks if you're Jillian Anderson, whoo, she looks good. Holy crap, she looks good. She, she is sustained. What I've always thought she's a beautiful woman. Uh, the most recent episode, another monster of the week that dealt with street art and the homeless and all this stuff, and it was actually really good standalone. But with again, neverwhere, kind of a little <laughs> bit different. But anyway, it, it had an ongoing piece of the mythology of of Scully's character. Anyway, great episodes. Two more to go. Rating success. I think they'll be making more, but I'm very excited that it's back. Now, Heroes Reborn. Cancelled. Did you watch it? Yes, I finished it. Oral, did you watch it? I watched three or I think I watched four episodes. Whatever episode they're like, and we're going to America. I'm like, I am done. They weren't they weren't in America? Where were they? No, uh, the um the two Japanese Characters. kind of like Oh, oh God! I forget the term. Um, where they don't continue on to higher education after high school. Oh yeah, I like can't the, that I think either. they're called Neets. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, once, once the Neets showed up and said we're going to America, I was done. I didn't make it to America. Really? I didn't see the wife who was gonna go after the husband who turned out to be like someone who was enhanced. Like I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, See, I lost the bubble on Heroes years ago. Like I think I made it through the second season, and that was it. So I don't know. But was it not it, successful? It the the thing is okay. So number one, I thought it was just supposed to be a limited engagement sort of thing, which it it it's like a half season. It I was think. supposed to be just a half season, yeah, yeah. and that was it. It okay. that's it wasn't from my understanding and what I read on it is that it was only supposed to be just this one shot uh-huh. mini, giving you some form of closure. Yeah. To it, and it, I felt like it kind of did that. Okay. But at the same time, like the quality level uh-huh. literally left off on the same quality level. Uh-huh. They didn't attempt to, well, to do anything. Tim new Kring, I believe, was involved. He was the creator of the show. Yeah. Uh, other writers like Jeff Loeb, not because he's gone on to other things. But other people, I'm sure. That explains a lot. That Jeff Loeb wasn't there. That was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it. Yeah, sounds like it. Kind of like Chris Carter. The creators of these shows, they did a great job creating it. The George Lucases, if you will. Mm-hmm. But now it's a time where let's take your thing and let's do something new and, and reinvent they it. They, and... they could have. I mean, from what for what they did, eh, okay. Yeah. If if you stuck with it the whole time mm-hmm. when it's original run, it's worth a watch. If okay. you didn't, don't even. Really yeah, bother. it's not a good jumping on point. No, I I jumped off at season three halfway because. I couldn't take it anymore. I came back during season four uh, for an episode, and I realized that Hero was still talking about that dumb bitch who died in the diner <laughs> oh, with wow. a thousand cranes. I remember and I'm that. like, nope, not going to do it. But I, I I, got suckered in. I tried to watch it. I, They swore up and down to be interesting. I didn't give a fuck. Let's talk about something that was interesting, and then we'll talk about something that I'm having a hard time choking down. The Expanse. Sci-fi slayed the game. Yep. Yes. Yep. When you talk about Holy like God. high concept mm-hmm. political intrigue, when you talk about you really good, strong sci-fi with high production values, with great actors, with a mystery you're trying to you know uh, like unravel, the Expanse delivers 
Hands down. Did you feel, because I haven't read the books, although I did start the first one, did you feel like they explained what the like the whole thing was by the end? Like, the Julie Mao protomolecule? The protomolecule, yeah. Like, I don't really... No, yeah. and I think that Some is... Some kind a, of hive mind... I think it's like... Evolution it, Yeah, type. I think it's something to help them survive or, like, go out past the Kuiper Belt. Yep. Because I think what has stopped them from going past the Kuiper Belt... The limits of human biology. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That there's just nothing. There's nothing they can do. Okay. Um, but if you have a source of energy that will technically last forever, uh-huh. um, or extensively until you reach another energy source, wouldn't it make more sense if we were, you know, enhanced as, like, some sort of hybrid with a protomolecule? Mm. It's creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. But... It's doable because it's like making, they're not zombies. It's making humans more like plants. Exactly. Yeah. It I, is. I felt that. It's, it's like a proto. It's a. It's a prototype. It's. Right. It's kind of the beginning of an experiment. Even though an experiment that evil, well, people who did not ask the test subjects to be a part of, yeah, the whole thing. So, you who's your favorite character? Um. Or characters. I mean, they're all. I, it's an ensemble show. I like the um. Oh, I forget her name. It's Aya something. Probably the same thing. Same yeah, she as a like engineer. Yep. Who's really smart? Who keeps the who, um rabid dog at bay? Who may or may not have OPA, the outer planetary lines. Yeah. Alliance the 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 woman attached yep. to OPA. I'm sorry. Like I've just I've watched a lot of it in a short amount of time. So the names. No, and, no, no, it's okay. Yeah, the names haven't stuck with me. First season. Um. The the guy who's really trigger happy. Oh yeah. One <laughs> he's, he's pretty cute. Super gorgeous. Oh yeah. And he may or may not have been a male prostitute at one point. He may or may not have been a male prostitute. Yes, yep. I like that. That was fact. nice. Um, That's gonna be a funny episode when they address that. Him actually talking in like civilian clothes uh-huh. and just like for like interviews. Uh huh. Ooh. Really? Ooh, he's very ooh. <laughs> Different? Oh, he's ooh. Ooh, so good. Oh. Um All right. Uh, I just I love the um, UN lady. Yes. I love her. I you know what? I'm going to read the books. Yeah. I probably will buy the first book <sighs> while I go on tough. my birthday cruise. The, Woo! Oh, the book we made uh, it. I will tell you the book. <laughs> I start out. I I really was trying to. I just this whole world is fascinating, right? Uh, for those of you who have not checked it out, you should know that it is set in the near future. It's like, what, 200 years from now, I guess? And we've basically gotten like little colonies going out into Jupiter and Saturn. We've done, yep. we've done pretty well for ourselves in like yeah. a bicentennial. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very believable science fiction, but it's hard science fiction, which means it's very rooted in reality and science. Yeah. And which means you don't have deflector dishes. Yeah, no, no lightsaber you, type. You're screwed. You shoot bullets you of, shoot of a bullets. Mind, yeah. Um, but Ships it, behave kind of like Battlestar Galactica, but even more realistic. Yeah. yeah. And it it works. Yeah. It it works. Like sci-fi has already told us that the second season is coming. Oh, it's got to. It, it um, just doesn't end in a way that you would think that. Oh, that's it. No, the, it has to. The storyline yeah. is solid. I will admit that it is slow for people who don't like that sort yes. of like methodical. But it jumps out. around from See, story to story. Yeah, I'm not helps. a big I'm not a big political intrigue sort of person. Uh-huh. Nine times out of ten, I'm like, why don't you just shoot him in the face? But like, no, this works. Thomas like, Jane will do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but no, the uh, the the uh, the oh the book. I was gonna talk about the book. So the first chapter is very 
visceral and it's about uh what was her name who's stuck in the ship julie mao she is like it describes in copious detail all of the body functions and how she is surviving in this tight compartment. The The show does not dwell on that. No, and they admitted yeah. to that. But that I'm, didn't. I'm okay because honestly that – it turned me off. Not because I don't want realism. and I'm, I just – I wanted to move past that and I kept hitting the wall of, well, she was drinking her own piss and she had piss. It was just like, oh my god. Stop with the piss. Like, come on. <laughs> There's more to this story that you want to tell. However, but, you like water sports. That's true. No, but it's a great show. Very happy it's coming back. Did you check out The Magicians? Or not? Oh. I am watching The Magicians. And I will say oh. this. The one character that they, I feel that they got through and through is Elliot. Yep. And I realize that really? I am Elliot. You say that. Steve, who I mentioned earlier, thought that, I think it was Steve. It was Jason. It was, uh, that 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 wasn't his good character. That wasn't a good characterization of him. I love him. I think he's fantastic. He's well, see, I yeah. I I love those books. So this book, let, let's set the Grossman. stage for people. Okay. Uh, three books uh, trilogy out there. Very much, if you want to boil it down, Harry Potter for adults in a Harry Potter urban, goes to grad school. Goes yeah. to grad school, and it's like an, an urban environment in some parts. Dark uh, urban fantasy. It's it's yes, uh, magic realism kind of stuff. It's really uh, postmodern. It's not. It's sort of playing with the different genres and all that. Mm. Uh, sci-fi adapted this show. Elliot is the flamboyant uh, physical magician. Is that what he is? Phys- He's a mage. physical kid. Uh, yeah. Gay, well, pansexual, let's say, but very fixated on Quentin. He's gay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's fabulous. He's fabulous. I I think they got Elliot right because Elliot hides a lot of his insecurities. Uh, um. And he's like he's he's a wonderful magician. Like mm-hmm. he's he's incredibly smart. Not well, a lot on the show yet. No, and that's the thing that I I love about the books is that like all of these kids, no matter like if they're great or like so so at Break Bills, which is the school they go to, they're all incredibly smart. Like you yeah. have to be the top of the heap. It is you know the magic Ivy League. You got to be high Harvard level. It's even like, if you're not a mage, you got to be Harvard Yale. level. It's magic. Yes. Yale. Yeah. Um. The 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 thing that I'm I'm having issue with is that they've done sci-fi did what they did with um the Earthsea books, and I I love Ursula K. Le Guin. Like I I love her books. I love her series. Beauty was amazing. I'm I'm pretty sure that's her as well. Um. And they've combined yes. two books yes, into one. Yes, that's what I one, heard. Right. The third which, book? Yes. Well, yeah. the second book. Okay. The first and the second books are combined into like one because series. Because the, the, the female friend who's a hedge witch, her Julia, story is... Julia's story runs concurrently to Quentin, okay. um, who is the main protagonist of the story. The problem is they've taken liberties, which you need to do to adapt. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I watched the first episode. I didn't really like the first episode. It's awkward. I, I, yeah, it's very awkward. The, and The pacing in it was, I, like, I almost felt like they needed to have that subtitle, like, two weeks later. Exactly. That would have helped me immensely. Right. The second episode was much better. The yeah. third episode, yeah. I loved. I think each one, actually, the end of the first one, end of the second one. Yes. When they introduced yes. the Beast. That's when it grabbed me. And I me. felt like at the end of the second episode, we were in Break Bill South. But that didn't happen. <laughs> My problem uh-huh. is this most recent episode of this week that we're recording. Which 
The one where they're in a the, dream yeah, the yeah. asylum. Uh-huh. And it's like Buffy did it, but Buffy did it like four or five seasons in. Other shows. When it was uh, yeah. an established sort of right. like So basically brand. the story is you think where you are now is your reality, but we all know as a viewer that's not your reality because we've seen the whole exactly. show. Exactly. Yeah. And like we don't. How do you get out of this dream? As a viewer, like if I was a viewer who hadn't read the books – I don't care enough about these people, nor do I know enough about the world to do this kind of episode this early. It right. came too early. They, is it that it is in the books though that that happens? No, it oh, doesn't. Okay, okay. And like I would have been fine with that, but there's it, there's just so it seemed out of sequence. It, exactly. Yeah. And and I and I'm committed to the magicians. I will watch it. I will tell other people. Well, they to are watch getting it. a second season. We know that. I don't know that. We, do, we, just, we just saw that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they confirmed. Okay. Well, that's great. I need you to get your shit together. Yeah, as someone who loves the source material, as someone who gives a lot of license so, to ad- adaptations, mm-hmm. I need you to get it together because this is rough for 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 me and my group but, of friends. Right. It may be great for everybody else, mm-hmm. but for me and for my own experience, it's not working, and I need it to work. Is the three book set a contain like is that a contained story? Yes. Okay, so it has a beginning and an end, kind of. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was wondering because I started the first book again, kind of like expands. Something turned me off, and I need to go back to no, it. No, keep keep pushing. Okay, I need to. And now we, well, this it's we're only halfway in. I think it was the fourth episode, so yeah. there's a lot of time left and all that. But I can want to keep pushing on. Um, did you guys watch Legends of Tomorrow yet? I watched the first episode. It's cute. Okay. Wentworth Miller playing oh. it super gay. I love him. Which okay. is great. Because Captain it, Cold but, is the best thing about oh, The Flash and the best mm, thing about Legends of Tomorrow. My, that's the, when he talks like this and oh, looks oh, oh, like oh. puts his head down but like and gives you that up. look. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Like yes, I huh. ate the canary. Yes, yes I'm a, He's a Sylvester. power bottom and a power top. Oh. Works for all of us. <laughs> you laugh oh, because yeah. you're I'm right, Pat. I like, I'm him, right. I like him and Heat Wave. Absolutely agree. Heat Wave. Uh, I could deal yeah, without Heat Wave. Yeah, he's I, like. I, so mind. you need to see. I don't want to spoil it, but you need to see the second episode because the first episode, I felt a lot of Doctor Whoiness in it. And then the second episode, yeah. it kind of like moved past all that. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. The only thing in the first episode that I loved, I really loved, was the bar scene. When they go to hang out at that little biker bar that song. and and the song comes on, Love Will Keep Us Together, and they bring that beefy, uh, bearish biker guy over and he's hitting on White Canary and she's like, no, I want your girlfriend. And then they get into a bar fight. That was phenomenal. The best part of that episode, I think. Other than Victor Garber, who is always fabulous too, but you know, it's I'm I'm current on it. I've watched I watched I know there's a new episode tonight and I've watched every single one. It's the the first two episodes, which I just count as one big pilot. That, yeah, it's no. it works together. Like if you if and it's if shocking, you, they do things yes. you don't expect. Um, and so and I think they're on episode. I think episode three was last week. Right, for us tonight. They do they do a, a they do a better night. job in three with they they pump the brakes just a little bit. Right, because I'm still on the fence about how they're doing, Hot Girl. That whole thing. That whole Hawk thing. Hawk Girl, Hawk Man. Because they've tied them into Menage Vandal Savage. They've, they've tied them into more 
they give them mystic origins and all that. Which they have which in they, the comics. They've they always do. had. They've I mean, always had. So it's weird. They've had that, and they've also had the space thing. And yeah. So they kind of alternate. But because the um, space thing makes more sense than we're reincarnated. It's yeah. It's like what's your what's your poison? Um. So for those of you who don't know, Legends Tomorrow's is a spinoff of the Flash and the Arrow shows on the. WB and the CW. Sorry. CW. Sorry. Hello, my baby. Hello, my it's honey. Been a while. Hello, my ragtime gal. I love that. Anyway. Wow, um, we just jumped back to like 2004. Jump, jump, jump from Michigan. Jump, jump, jump from Michigan. My brain is stuck in the 2000s. Um, so it's a spinoff, but it's a chance for some of the lesser known characters from the DC Universe and from those shows to have their own show. Yeah. So it's a limited run. It's kind of like Agent uh, Carter in the sense that it's got a 10 episode or a 12 episode. It's a limited run. And it's it's taking place concurrent with the other shows in this case. But it, they are all time travelers now as part of Rip Hunter's little adventure through mm. time and space to stop Vandal Savage. Unsanctioned squad. So you got The Atom uh, by Brandon Routh, who's a phenomenal. You've got – Which I love the joke. He went from being the biggest – thing oh. in dc to the smallest <laughs> <laughs> biggest hero in dc to the smallest you've got firestorm and that's uh victor garber and um i don't know the actor's name uh i don't know it's jacks no it's not jacks is the character it's jacks right so it's it's jacks i don't know the act do you know the actor's name Keep going, Brian. Oh Why don't you God. know him? Because he's, he's a relative unknown. Because he's black. See, this would be the this would be the third strike for me. Okay. Because I've had, in the past I have to constantly put it tell this you. way. I don't know the name of Hawkman either. I have no idea. Because you're not into <laughs> thin guys. Like I just... he's scruffy. He's not thin. He's, he's meaty. He's, he's, he's well not found. thick, but he's not. Anyway, so uh, one with <laughs> Miller we talked about is uh, Captain Cold. The other guy, again, I don't know his name. Uh, Dominic wave. Purcell. Yeah. I do know his name. Plays Heat Wave. Um, who else are we missing? Oh, who's White Canary? I have no idea who White Canary is. That chick. I don't I don't watch Arrow. Yeah, Flash. I don't either. Well, she's not on Flash. Anyway, yeah. So it's a great show, and I'm probably missing at least one more hero. I didn't think that the third episode was all that good, to be honest. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I watched it without you. You got lots of travel going on when you're leaving me at home for four days. I gotta find something Here to watch I am on television. Myself. Seriously, keeping keeping the track of the house and doing all these uh, uh, home improvements. <laughs> hey, I installed a bidet. Okay. <laughs> you have a bidet. Yes. Ooh, we do now have a bidet. Fancy, fancy. It's it's an add-on to a toilet. It's nothing fancy. I'm I'm aware what a bidet. Is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, but it's not like a separate thing. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> We're not doing this again. No more diversion. <laughs> We'll be here all night. No, uh, I'm missing a hero, though. Who am I missing? Um, oh, Rip Hunter, Rip Hunter. Played by Rory, uh, Arthur Darville from yep. Doctor Who. He's cute. Yeah, he is cute. I, I actually just, like I like him a lot better. The first Rip episode, he was great on my last nerve. He was a little too mugging for the camera. But after that, much better. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's been... It doesn't get much better in the third episode. No, no, it, no. Like no. I said, they, they pump the brakes. And it's and on, on, honestly, the third episode feels like part three. Okay. Well, it's in well, a it is. It's all one. Yeah, but the third I mean, episode it's... is part three, hon. Oh. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, there's still whatever. No, one. Not any, anything I say two, after this. No, I know. I'm I mean, gonna let you finish it. I feel done. Dead in the water. It's two. Where I can go. Um, slight segue. Uh huh. Doctor Who. Yes. Did they spent finish? 24 years together. It's cute. That <gasps> series was all right. It oh my was, gosh, you adorable. didn't love the Christmas special? I didn't love the Christmas special. <gasps> okay, no. honestly, honestly, here, I'll give you this. I didn't love it until... To the last... To the last... Oh, yeah. The last scene. No, no. The last scene When it all kind of came around. And, yes. like, I will admit, there was a part where I thought I was going to cry. Oh, I cried. But then I, I, I realized that I had removed my tear duct. <laughs> oh, is that right? And so, like, I got the sensation they're like phantom tears. Oh, like, I'm man, like, ah. Oh. Or like dry I, heaves from your eyeballs. You know yeah. exactly when you should be crying, but you're not. Exactly. Wow. So it was it was all right, but it made Christmas specials are hit or miss. Sometimes. They they are, and this one had some good things and a lot of just kind of meh things. Brian, but that ending. Brian, when did you when did you cry? Oh man, it was probably the last. Like, so they're in the restaurant. And he shows up in his new suit. And I, actually, I think uh, before that, I realized it was Derillium, but I didn't know what Derillium was. It had been a while. Mm. And then when I'm sitting there like, oh, the singing towers. Oh, that's right. They referred to it. Da, 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 da. Like when the realization came that this was Derillium, this was their moment mm-hmm. before the you tenant see. stuff. Yep. And then the, the coup de grace, which of course was how long is a night, you know, 24 years. Yeah. Like the whole thing, it just built up to like, I got so, all excited when he showed up with the present. As soon as he pulled out that box, right. I was like, oh shit, yep. there's the screwdriver. Yep, yep. There's the screwdriver. But what's interesting about this episode is this Moffat thought this was his last episode at one point. Mm-hmm. It's not. He's got a whole other season and, and another that's special. the case, mm, well, no, 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 I know. It's not the best one to go out on, but he wanted to bring River back one more time, and this is by far a more fitting end to her arc yeah. In Doctor Who than the uh, what was it, the day of the doctor. Whatever the whatever of the doctor. The name of the doctor. The name of the doctor, uh, right. Because that one was just and even I agree that that one was just cheap and stupid when amazing. basically, you know, Matt Smith berates River because, you know, she's he's always aware of her and it just came off all wrong. So yeah. very happy with it, very pleased. Overall, I really like the multi arc, like each little two parter season. Yeah. I'm going back and rewatching them because they're doing this thing called the Doctor's Notes. Where they have a little pop-up video style. Pop-up video. Plus, I want to watch it again anyway, and it has to come out on Blu-ray. If but they, if they, I, I will admit, I love Doctor Who, but I am, I am the 
the opposite of you. I am the antithesis of you. Oh. It infuriates me. I have never actually liked the two-part episodes. Really? And so okay. a whole season of them mm-hmm. makes it really difficult for me to watch Doctor Who week by week. Uh-huh. Um, only because like I haven't grown accustomed to that. If they were to give me like a cliffhanger at the end of it, right. I would be fine. But knowing that this is part one of it just it just doesn't Some of them didn't really end on a yeah, you're right. Some of them didn't really end on a cliffhanger. They felt like a well, some of regular them didn't, episode. But the a shield of the maybe a, sh- a shield of was great. But it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a cliffhanger. It wasn't a cliffhanger. It was kinda like no. a then and then she comes back. Now but let's if it, if it does it again, I'm gonna have well, to bank him. We don't know what Moth's what got. He only has one more season. I know some of you who one listen. One more season than a year of no very, Doctor Who. Please. No. No, that's the thing. We have we are in the current year of No Doctor Who yeah. until Christmas. We get the Christmas special. We get a new season in the spring. Chibnall, who is the new oh, Doctor Who showrunner, yep. who wrote this season, he wrote the uh, the flood under the under the water under the flood, the one about the he like the time travel. Wait a minute. Yeah. So we get a season of Doctor Who and then a Christmas special, or we get a Christmas, Christmas special, special, then a, a season. season. And then I guess another Christmas the, special. Yeah, yeah and that's the, right. Yeah, and then, okay. then, and then, 2017, no, 2018, Team. I guess. Yeah. Chibnall's season would start. Mm-hmm. And it, the Capaldi has said that he's only going to stick around for Moffat's last season, and so that Chibnall will come in kind of like Moffat with a whole like blank slate, can do whatever he wants, which would be good. And Chibnall, if you go back, if you think Moffat and and, uh, and Capaldi are Doctor Who fans. Google Chibnall and Doctor Who. Like he did this video when he was in his twenties, I think, in the eighties. He is like the nerdiest fanboy. It is hilarious. You've got to watch his video. Anyway, Doctor Who. That's Mm -hmm. our thing. So other television. I think we've like beaten it to death. Oh, one more thing. This is very important to our Dragons New Spandex listeners and fans. RuPaul reveal. The reveal. Uh, The reveal. I will tell you right now. I am excited by. Two queens? Is it Kimchi and Bob the Drag Queen? Actually, I'll make that three queens. Those two. Oh, let me guess. Did you just add Bob the Drag Queen? No. <laughs> yes. Racist <laughs> fuck? No. Racist fuck. I forgot about Bob. Bob? Of course you did. No. You have to because be like, like the politicians. gay white males, you forget about the black queen. You've got to deny you got to deny. It's, it's more the fun. black queen. It's more fun if here. I don't. Yeah. So, uh, Bob the Drag Queen, who actually, who was telling us? Was it, was it Divine Grace or was it somebody else? No, no nobody talked about anything. No, 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 not officially. Nobody talked really, about really anything. funny. That's what they were, were Oh, hearing. yes. No, we've been she's told the one that to watch. she's really hilarious. Yeah. She's got, I think they posted up, they, they kind of, RuPaul is fronts drag queens, like, videos and whatnot. On if YouTube. we start to hear her. I'm getting out of here because it's World of Wonder. We yeah. haven't contacted the, them yet, so the, they don't. Bob the drag queen is uh, lit up on YouTube. Uh, thanks. How to, to put this. on a condom so, is yeah. a very popular video right now. Um, which includes full penis. Hey. On YouTube. What? Ooh. Oh shit! I gotta get on that. Yes, and it hasn't been taken down as of the last time I checked, which was like two well, days ago. It's, a, it's a, a educational. Health, an educational video. There you go. The other one was Dax exclamation point, and I only bring her Dax! up because she wants to be a cosplayer, as does Bob. Pat shared a, a picture of Bob as the Joker, who looked amazing, really yeah. awesome. And Dax is another one who kind of like. Uh, uh, not Chi-Chi. Not, uh, what's her name? Fifi, Fifi uh, O'Hara? Yeah. They do yep. a lot of the cosplay, the nerdy stuff. So 
interesting for us drag as and Hispanics people who think, you know, geeky drag yes. are awesome. I'm super excited but for this new But kimchi season. being a, a sister sort of of uh, Trixie, I'm very excited. I love I love that look. So uh, who else? I don't know. Is there anybody else that we're excited eh, about? We'll see when we see. I mean, they all looked interesting. And I love the promo video where they're kind of doing like the 50s this electric. Hair yeah, I like that a lot. Um, but that obviously is just it's a promo. Derek Edward Scissorhands. Which I love. So. Well, I've met Derek Barry because she was here That's at Parliament right. House not too long ago. Britney Spears lookalike. Yes, whatever, Britney yeah. Spears impersonator. And yeah. how was that? She was fine. She has a great performance. Oh, good. She she dances like Britney back when Britney danced. Whoa. Before the meltdown. Oh. So pre-2007 Britney. Can I just say something? Since you guys mentioned, or Oral, since you had mentioned um, the fact that The Expanse, which show did the... The uh, Expanse. Well, I know we talked about The Expanse, but um, that they had done that, like... In a in a memory or in a dream, kind of like that. Oh, that was world. The magicians. oh, oh magicians. magicians. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Supergirl. Oh. Supergirl. I'm not watching it. Yeah, I know. I I somehow managed to keep watching this. It's kind of hilarious that you've kept watching. I saw one episode while I was somewhere where I didn't have control of the TV and it was on, but it didn't have any volume to it, so it was just on, and I saw it, and it it looked okay. You got Martian Manhunter. Callista and Martian Manhunter were there. It's. I don't know why I still watch it. There's some sort of like sick perverse part of my brain that is continuing to watch the show. You're hurt watching. I really am. You're hurting yourself. I am. And this past episode, they not only channeled their best Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, and Doctor Who Ooh. in one fucking episode. <laughs> where That's a recipe for a ooh girl. Where um, Nan sent this thing the Black Mercy, to latch itself onto Kara. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, this mm-hmm. is the Alan Moore thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she then went into this dream state with her perfect, with her perfect life, where she was back on Krypton. It never exploded. Little Kyle L was there, and her mom and her aunt and everybody was there. And all I could think of was the Buffy episode where she was in the asylum. Yep. Yep. And the episode of Charmed, where um, oh my God, the uh, the Demon of Fear. Um, oh. Oh, I can't. Oh yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, somebody out there right now is yelling at their oh, their uh, listening remember, device. I can't remember. Um, where they put Piper into the stream where it's a she's in an asylum because she thinks she's a witch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which at that point was just basically a ripoff of the Buffy the Vampire episode. Yep. <laughs> and spoof of a ripoff. Yeah, exactly. And this episode of Supergirl just made me think of the exact same thing because um, Alex Danvers had to go into her psyche and go like you know convince her that that was a dream and not reality. And I was just like, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's the worst trope well, you can pull out in a in a sci-fi or fantasy show and you really you should stop doing it it doesn't convince us it doesn't like buffy did it great granted there were other um that was like five seasons in used to have done it before it's not something new but buffy was the last great version of that Mm -hmm. and everything else has been trite and just bland yeah well and like you had said about the magicians it's in the first season 
We're yep. halfway in. We're like 12 or 13 episodes in, and you aren't invested enough. I guess they feel because these are DC properties that you know these characters already, and you know who Supergirl is, and you know yeah. who Jimmy Olsen is. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't care that much that I'm sitting there going, you know, even Charm. Charm did it like six, six seasons in, uh... and it wasn't as good because I don't think um, – well, it was after Rose McGowan had joined, so it was at least season okay. four or later. Four or later, yeah. Yeah, but I still think it was. I still think season, it was a little bit later. Five, I think it might have been season. Well, five. on that note, get ready to see more of her because they have announced that they are doing a full-on Flash Supergirl crossover, and she kind of they kind of flashed her up on the screen on the most recent Flash episode. But that's uh, not a bad really? thing. Like that's yeah. that's yeah. a universe crossover. It's yeah. not that we have necessarily a big issue with the actress playing Supergirl. No, 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 no. A major issue with that episode. I mean, I, I had a major yeah. issue with her and her storyline on Glee, but, you know, aside from that. So this episode was based on the Alan Moore short story For the Man Who Has Everything, uh, which was where Superman basically had that same black flower thing and, I think it was Wonder Woman had to come and sort of yeah, yeah. coax him out of it. So that story was written in the 80s, the mid 80s or something. So that predates the story itself. But you're right, the trope is not. And it was new it was rehashed on the Justice League animated series. Of course, yes, too. it was absolutely. Um, so Supergirl Flash crossover, that's great. I haven't watched the latest Flash, but I heard there was a lot of Easter eggs and stuff, so that's awesome. Uh, moving on uh, from television, we have a listener question, and this ties into our theme. How fortuitous. Uh, so we have Paul who's asking, what are our plans? Oh, we already talked about this. Where's Paul from? I believe he is from Orlando. Okay, good. A local listener. A local Ooh. listener. Uh, but he did ask what our plans for, which we've already talked about. And, and this is my favorite, what are our best and worst dates? And I don't think this is limited to Valentine's. I think this is just in general, just as a cautionary tale or an inspiring tale. Um, geeky or otherwise does it have to be like an actual date or were you dating someone you went out together and it turned south you know what let's stick let's stick to dates okay actual known dates um i don't think i've ever actually had a, oh nope take it back i was talking with someone for a really long time um it's like he's like you know what i'd love to take you out for coffee i went out for coffee and he nearly put me to sleep as i was drinking my ice cold java chip like frappuccino like i just i was so bored and he started talking about work but he worked at a place where you talk to a lot of people i'm gonna make this as vague as possible just in case <laughs> and like the devastating part was the sex was fantastic, but he lit like he just he was so self-absorbed, but not in like a douchey, um, oh self-aware sort of way. He was just talking about himself incessantly, and I just could not do it. Like he'd been solo for so long, he don't got nothing to talk about nope. but himself, and it was super sad taught me how to use um zelda and the new uh smash brothers oh that was that was helpful oh so this is recent oh by recent last year that probably was a bad one honorable mention 
So I went out, met your friends, your friends like me, you did a bunch of drugs, and you puked in your car. Ooh. <laughs> BJ, what about you? Don't oh, do wait, drugs. that's worst. So, that's worst. I'll stick with worst, BJ. <laughs> okay, so Pat's actually somewhat involved in this one. <laughs> this was six years ago. So, um, so I... Same thing, like kind of like guy had been chatting with me and was like, you know, I really want to take you out. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he, he lives like well on the coast. Um, so finally I was like, you know what? I could use the free meal and he seems nice. So let's, <laughs> wow. so let's try this. Yeah. I could use a free meal. I've been jaded for quite a long time. <laughs> um, so, so he, so we met up, we met up at this big dinner thing. Um, he proceeded, he, he was very gentlemanly and drove and everything and opened the doors for me. And I was like, oh, okay, traditional. This is actually pretty nice. Very nice. And then he proceeded to hit on the bartender. Oh, well, of proceeded course. Proceeded to hit on him back. Oh, no. And then when the bartender, when he told the bartender he was on a date, which was, this was like well into an hour after they had started flirting, uh, he proceeded to, uh, the bartender proceeded to scoff. So there was that. And then afterwards, we went to a local bar for a karaoke evening. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, he's really in the country music. I'll, I'll sing a country song. Was this a country bar? No, no. Oh. This was not a country bar. This was a gay bar. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention the name. I don't – am I allowed to – can I? I worked there for like four years. I'm 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 okay with it. Oh, okay. The world famous – no. no. Stonewall. Stonewall. Oh. That place right off the really scary place in Orlando, <laughs> Florida. The so Stonewall Bar in Orlando, and so two other guys who he had taken out were also there, <laughs> and proceeded to flirt with him, <laughs> and then walked away. Oh no! And he was just like, he's like, yeah, I went out on a date with him, but you're much cuter. So I was like, okay, fumbled that one a little, but that was that was the right call. Good recovery. Good, good recovery. And then I sang the country song, and then he was gone. And oh. I'm like, oh no. Well, that's odd. So went out to the back. He was getting a blowjob from the two guys. Oh my god. And I was like, you know, you could have gotten it tonight. I I was ready to give it up. And I think he was you did. just like, he was like, but you left me. And I'm like, what? yes, for to sing a 45 second song. Oh lord. And so yeah. And, he, wow. and then he proceeded to call me back the next day and was like, do you want to go out again? And I was like, no, no, thank you. Wow. Was it, were you singing, um, Devil Down Little Georgia. Billy Pissant Country Place on Super Fast Forward? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was mine. That was, wow. actually, I think that was actually the last date I ever went on, so. That is a cautionary tale, Pat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I plead the fifth on all of these questions. Good call. What? Especially what? because you're living with. One of the people? What? <laughs> oh my god! Worst or best? We're talking about. Worst. Well, I will. Okay, so I'll I'll relate this story then. I I really honestly I I don't date much, especially I now. I should hope now. <laughs> <laughs> especially now. But one of the more notable standout um bad dates wasn't because of the date itself. Brian and I went to see a <laughs> show at Point Orlando. Oh, God. I think it was 9 to 5. 
Oh, Portal, hand oh. <laughs> Did you not go to see nine to five with me? Okay, okay. Or did so, we go to the movies? What did we do? We were at Point Orlando. Are we talking Orlando. about the story I think we're talking I, about? Yes, we are. So that wasn't 9 to 5. That was Love, Valor, Compassion. Oh, oh that's really With sad. Bob? Oh, okay. That's really Where sad. Where he was naked? Oh, that's right. With a lot of asses. There was a lot of asses. That's really sad. Love, Valor, Compassion. That was a great movie. I mean, it was a decent movie. Well, the the, produ- the production we went to see wasn't, wasn't bad. Um, and like I said, it, this has nothing to do with the actual date itself, the okay. quote-unquote date. So we went and saw that, and then we decided, okay, let's go get a drink. In the process of finishing up at Point Orlando, and as we made our way to... Well, we were, we were still at Point Orlando, and Brian gets a text from his ex... Basically, and I'll I'll only do the highlights, saying that <laughs> Please. he saying that he cleared out their bank account and bought a ticket to New York and a, a, um as the first leg of his no, no, trip. It's a London. And then, well, yeah. no, it was to New York first, right. and then from New York to London. So hey, ladies, if you may want to get buck wild, <laughs> just throw back, hit him up style. <laughs> Basically, um, and then there proceeded to be multiple texts and messages back and forth. He let the uh, the dog get out of the house and run away, uh, one of the dogs, and um, eventually hacked apart Brian's computer. Oh, he pulled that apart with his hands. Yeah. Oh, is this where it gets thrown in the lake? And, oh. and all <laughs> the parts and the parts, the hard drives and stuff get thrown into the lake. And um, yeah, so I will uh, I will use that as my wow. worst date experience. <laughs> I mean, I won't talk about the time I got blacked out drunk and literally blacked out in my car for a couple of hours in St. Pete. Oh, I know that that one. And I woke up the next morning still drunk and drove myself home at six o'clock in the morning from outside of and had turned my car on apparently left the air conditioner running in front of Detour in St. Petersburg. That wasn't a date, though, so I, it doesn't really count for this one. But there was a boy involved, so. Uh, Brian, is that also the worst date you've ever been on? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything worse than that. Honorable mention, when someone's trying to talk to you and they offer you crack cocaine. <laughs> oh, no. So you're, so that honorable mention happened at Stonewall also? <laughs> <laughs> That's the bar we went to. It's it. Same Stonewall so, was like a nexus of bad dates. So well, if you end up on a date at Stonewall, that usually means it's not going to go this great. Is, this is going to come off weird and creepy. Uh oh. But it actually is very sweet, and I will will end this one little segment on this sweet note. Is that I've known I've known Pat quite a while, and I've known of Brian for quite a while. Quite a while. A while. Um, this does take place at the world famous Parliament House. If this ends in a threesome, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> no. No, no I said, an, this is sweet. I am leaving right now. I'm giving you that. There's another three-way that BJ would rather see happen. So, oh, God. Involving God. a different person no. and Brian. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, Mike. Um, <laughs> so I'm just, And we know he listens. He listens. Um, so, no, this is – I think this is around the time Pat and Brian kind of got together. Oh. So I was at Parliament House drinking by myself and 
Brian was there and was upset about something, but I was like, I don't know him well enough to get in his business, so I'm just going to pat him on the back. And Pat came out and talked to him, and they, like, talked for a really long time, and we're holding hands and being all sweet on each other. So that was it. I got, dr- I got drunk while they made a connection. <laughs> nice. So your sweet moment that resonates in your life is when you were a voyeuristic perv? Have you not met BJ? I wasn't being a perv. I wasn't touching myself yet. Touche. Anyway. And I know exactly what night you're talking about. <laughs> of course, we both do. Um, it was probably a terrible night, and I just didn't know the situation. Eh, wasn't where it was. <laughs> no, but it also involved another person. <laughs> it did. It really did. That oh. same person I was referring to earlier. Oh, my God. Oh. This world we're in. So small. So let's move on. <laughs> uh, we had a... Plan well, to do some what? Did anybody go through? Were we just doing worst date? Oh, we didn't do best date. I'm still pleading the fifth. I just oh. wanted to hear what everybody else is. Uh, uh. <laughs> the silence is deafening. I don't just. I don't On know. the advice of my counsel, <laughs> I'd like to evoke, invoke my Fifth Amendment. Hopefully no one heard those uh, Girl Scout cookies being unsheathed. <laughs> um, I noticed I didn't get I didn't get offered no Girl Scout cookies. How many? Um, Granted, I gone through a box already. Just I brought donuts. I'm good. Hey. I just, no, I <laughs> take gotta open up the cookies. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So I actually have to say my best date was when I first moved down here. I had only I only knew three people, and and you had already slept with two of them. Touche. Um. So I I know three people, um, and this one guy, uh, Tony, super sweet. I think he lives in St. Pete now. Um, super sweet guy. Um, asked me out, and we we just it was like a movie movie dinner, nothing super special. And we went to Lake Eola, walked around, watched the homeless people try to pedal pedal other people for cash. Um, so we just walked around, and I was like, why did you want to go out with me? And he was like, because you just seem fun and cool to hang out with. And I was like, he's either very high or really sweet. And the answer was both. <laughs> so that's, that I got to say, that was my it was it was very traditional, very like, you know, went to a movie, went to dinner. And then we're like, we really barely talk this date. Why don't we walk around a lake and talk? And I was like, OK, that's very sweet. It, was very, it was very nice. Oral. On the advice of my counsel. <laughs> I'd like to invoke my Fifth Amendment. I um, am trying to. On the advice of your counsel, which is me, I advise you to utilize the Fifth Amendment. He's picking up the shovel. I will do that. Oh, he put it down. And Paul, thank you so much for sending (laughs) your question to flame on if you have a question send it to flame on somewhere on facebook or twitter oh my god girl so we have emails at flameonshow.com but as mike did and as any of you can do you message our pa- our facebook page you can send us and we get it immediately because we all check it and we will respond to you and we will use it in an upcoming episode and we will give you a credit and Whatever else you uh, you know want to share with the world. So that's that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So what's that? 
Let's comics. Let's we're gonna we're gonna burn through this as quickly as possible. There's you know honestly. Yeah, it's been we going on for a while. Yeah. Well, well, no. Here's here's oh, other than the, the 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 rough parts. Okay. So DC has been rumored to do some stuff a while back. They finally let us know what that stuff is. Oh. The good part is, um, DC is owned by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers owns a shit ton of properties, and they've decided to take touchstones from all uh, our childhood and bring them. Into the modern age, which means we're getting Wacky Raceland, a.k.a. Oh. Wacky Races. We're getting the Flintstones done by Amanda Connor. Amazing. We're getting, yeah, Future Quest, which oh. is uh, Johnny, Johnny Quest. What? Space, Space Ghost. Ghost. What? Birdman. Come on. Midor. And the Herculoid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Crown Jewel, because for whatever fucking reason, everybody loves it. Scooby Doo Apocalypse mm-hmm. with Hipster Shaggy. With Hipster Shaggy. What? Um, it looks that lineup. Not everything's going to, going to survive. No, of course. But Future Quest by Darwin Cook, Flintstones by Amanda Connor looks I didn't know Darwin phenomenal. Was doing that sounds, that's even more. That exciting. sounds amazing. Yeah. Um. Looks now, super good. So that's a facet of DC's uh, approach in the near future. But they're also don't make me. Supposedly, don't make me. What? They're gonna relaunch. Rebirth. Is that what they're calling it? Rebirth. So basically, they're all getting close to fifty-two in terms of the issue numbers. Mm -hmm. And Uh like Marvel, every now and again, you got to do a relaunch, and they're gonna do new number ones, and it's gonna be possibly movie influenced. That's the rumor, whatever that they're gonna consolidate the continuities a bit but i don't know that it's going to even be that big of a thing uh, nobody knows what know. it is mm. because dc has promised us this with uh multiversity which was which was very popular and i thought it was very good it was critically uh, reviewed very well uh but it really didn't affect anything in dc they gave us convergence, convergence which yeah. was terrible <laughs> And probably drove some comic book uh, stores out of business. All the issues are in a box to the left. Don't read them. Oh, I there I read them and they're in the. You box. know what? Like you a box. Should give to them re- out as Halloween gifts instead of candy, hmm. and then kids will burn down your house because <laughs> they're shitty. It's, or expiring writers is a cautionary tale. Seriously. So. So DC's in a bit of a flux, but they are wrapping up storylines. Superman has been repowered. He has I thought now, they just throw, threw him on uh, a kryptonite pile. Well, that's it. No, he's been repowered by kryptonite. So he's got like his flight back. He's got his super strength back. But it's all driven by kryptonite, which is actually burning him from the inside. And he's picking up television signals and radio signals now. It's really I didn't weird. see that part. I found yeah. it very dull. It's it's not the best. Is Batman it, is coming back. Couldn't he do that when he had that weird Man of Tomorrow power set? They it's a little bit of that. Yeah, okay. Batman is finally, or Bruce Wayne rather, is finally reasserting his being Batman, which we knew what was going to happen. Sure, of course. Um, however, uh, and this is not to say that it was bad. It's, it was okay. it's Scott Snyder. Um, have you read this week's yeah. issue of Batman with the Paquette Bat- art? Shit. Crazy. Well, it ties into his whole idea of future Batman sort of cloning himself and taking the memory imprint and sort of passing it on. Yeah. So there will always be a Batman who will be so, Bruce Wayne. Like and everybody Cable? always suffer. 
Yeah, actually. Just like, like Cable did? Like the size burger thing. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but to perpetuate him suffer. forever. And and what I loved about it, uh, the anic- the Paquette art was great. I love that Alfred really feels he is his father figure and did everything in his power to stop him. Mm-hmm. He, he almost a, killed a bit. He had a good mm-hmm. life. He had a, he had a uh, not a wife, but a girlfriend. And he With was a happy. tramp stamp. Oh, you know. It's Gotham City. Who's who they pretty much said my daddy's Joe Chill. I know. I was surprised by that. Actually. <laughs> my daddy's Joe Chill. Um, but it was it was interesting. It was a nice this this most recent issue was a nice kind of aside from the Bloom stuff that's going on externally. It's driving a lot of it. Yeah. But this was kind of a quieter. But it also tied into the future and sort of all these different parallel crazy Batman. It was mm-hmm. it was kind of awesome and kind of crazy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not read this uh, the latest issue of Midnighter, but I will. Constantine the Hellblazer is still very good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the character uh, characterization of, of Constantine. I think they really nailed it finally. Do they keep bringing back the bartender guy? Yes. Good. Who's not doing so hot? Because, you know, that's what happens when you sleep. But Constantine, he got that deadly dick. (laughs) The Legend of Wonder Woman, who's also done by the artist who did The Last Unicorn, if I'm not mistaken. That's yep. been really good. Yep. Um, and then that's DC in a nutshell. Yeah. Flash and Green Lantern, eh, not as great. Um, I don't know what the other ones are doing. <laughs> Vertigo, <laughs> Vertigo though has been very well. I didn't read the last issue of Twilight Children. I did. It still doesn't make any damn sense to me at all. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> the art is fantastic. I love Gil Hernandez. I love some of his stuff, but man, let me tell you, I could not tell you what this book is about. It's crazy. It's bizarre. It's like non sequiturs. It's it just I don't get it. Just a small town, life on a small town by the coast that might be an island. Oh look, there's aliens, but you're not <laughs> and sure big there's aliens. White balls. Yes. Um, what else? Uh well, that's good enough. Vertigo's had a lot of new number ones, and I have not been keeping up. I heard Unfollow is really I've, good. I've read uh, a couple of them. They're they're all right. Yeah. Like, not they're not anything that's like super right home about about really image has just been really in your face writing uh i'm sorry show uh, showcasing awesome stories uh greg rucka's black magic i've really enjoyed um the art is kind of like black and white and when something fantastic happens sort of like it's giving you magical realism with witches which Mm doesn't really constitute magical realism but it's like oh we're just like normal people and we did a spell and there's where your color comes in yeah um kind of like how dr strange is using sort of the color palette we'll get to that yeah yeah um i hate fairyland still really good so awesome Um, (laughs) mother fluffer yeah images come out with just really smart books that I've, re- I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Manhattan Project number four finally came out. I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it either. But I'm very excited because mm-hmm. I love Nick and I love Hickman. And yeah, they should make more. Um, When it comes to Marvel, I will say my top book is Doctor Strange. Yeah. I love that book. It Jason Aaron knows... Who his characters are, mm-hmm. he's twisting them in fun and interesting ways, but still making them, um, oh, uh, what's the word where recognizable? 
he's still making them recognizable. So like Stephen Strange is still Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Wong is still Wong. Right. They still do the things that those characters are always associated doing. But with more personality than ever before. Exactly. Yeah. And Wong is a motherfucking gangster. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and a good chef. Yes. And he's done. And you know something that you would. Speaking of chef, something that you thought would would just be a throwaway like sort of joke or anecdote has turned into like an integral part of the story where Steven has twisted and morphed his body and soul so much and that magic comes at a price that he can no longer consume human food. Right. So he's eating all this exotic matter um, like tentacles from like Cthulhu monsters or things with just nothing but eyeballs that look like like natto, which is like fermented bean curd, Ugh. which I've eaten. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't taste good to him. Like it's just something that he's compelled to eat because yeah. he can't eat anything else. It's the only way he can get into sustenance. Yeah. yeah. But even that goes deeper, and the things that have happened behind the scenes. Is just really fucked up, and we're only at issue five. Yeah, there's yep. like this. Uh, is it Imperator? They're yeah. like a techno race that is trying to kill magic. It's and the Inquisition. It. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but it's a uh, like a technological Inquisition, and it's it's cool. It's bringing in um cast the, the cast of the occult. De- I'm sorry, Marvel Universe yeah. that we may see a lot or may not see very often. And the art by uh, Bocciolo. I love Bocciolo, the art. Right? It is the the color palette and the way he goes from rich color, you know, to black and white to other things to tie in the magic realism, to tie in the effects of this techno whatever race. Like it's it's very powerful and it's the storytelling is really solid and the writing is is excellent. Um, I did not read the Spider-Man number one, Miles Morales. I did. You should. Uh, It's good. It's very good. I heard the only thing I heard today or yesterday on iFanboy. Uh, was the confusion about, and this is very in the weeds continuity stuff. Did they just bring everybody that Miles knew? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That's yep. what happens when you feed the molecule man. <laughs> Thanks for the cheeseburger. Yeah, everybody you care about is alive. So yep. and and they reset some of the stories so that the parents are still there. The mom, the mom is there. The dad never abandoned him. Okay. Yep. And dad still knows. Okay. And dad still knows. Okay. Yeah. So that was a. That was an interesting thing that Bendis did, and I'm not disappointed that he did. Uh, similarly, I heard that Old Man Logan, which is the new uh, the new one by uh, that Lemire, is a good book. It's is also it? kind of sort of confusingly. Well, no. You don't so know. what all you need to remember is is that he had his kids, his wife, they died. He went on the trip that happened. He had Banner Jr. Um. But he disappeared because he's in this world. So instead of, like, everybody making it over, he remembers what the world will become. Like, his future. He remembers his future, his present. Uh Nobody else does because it hasn't happened. It's not necessarily that universe. But is the book itself set in the not 616? They've gone away from that. They do. It's the new Marvel? It's the new Marvel, and they do flashbacks, which are... Technically, okay. glam- uh, glimpses into the future. I gotcha. Um, and it, it works really well. Okay. It's Jeff Lemire doing what Jeff Lemire does right. Right. With Sorrento um, on the art, who yes. looks great. It it makes I sense. Sorrento. It's really great. We're only two issues in, and it's it's solid. Speaking of, speaking of X Men, or speaking of well, speaking of X Men, um, can we just stop for a moment and, and have a moment of silence? 
Well, let's talk about the X-Men books because I have, over the course of however many years, come and gone from the X-Men at different times. I started with the X-Men, Jim Lee's Gatefold X-Men, or Uncanny X-Men, I forgot, it was like 275. The one where Xavier is standing with the giant crazy gold helmet, and it's like the gold team and all that. Anyway, that was like one of the first issues I ever bought of comics. Loved it. Years went by, kept buying X-Men. At a, at some point, I don't remember where it trailed off for me, and I stopped. And evidently, I missed a couple really good stuff, like the 12 and some other stuff. Yeah. And then I hadn't come back. It had been years, like when I got back in the comics, like in the 2000s, I think some of that had gone, the, X, the, the Grant Morrison stuff had come and gone. And I just avoided the X-Men because what I saw, I just didn't didn't resonate, didn't didn't register. Finally, I don't remember at what point I jumped back in. It may have been around the one one ninety eight, whenever they had the decimation and all. Well, yeah, um, M M Day, what's it called? Yeah, it's M- the decimation. Yeah, it's M Day. That I think is where I started started to get back in. I feel like, and I and I've been on since pretty much. I feel like now is a, almost a good point for me to stop reading X-Men. I don't love Uncanny, uh, which is sort of the X-Force with Magneto and all that. Yeah. I don't love it. Not bad, but I don't love it. It I, needs more room to grow. Yeah, I, it hasn't It hasn't really developed its story yet. Well, and I know. It's early days, but I just – I don't like the direction. I don't like the look, certainly, um, uh, by – I think it's Land. It's Greg Land. And uh, Colin Bunn has a, an amazing handle on Magneto, but I loved – and I loved his Magneto solo book, but I don't feel like that's translating in this. You know, when I look at Uncanny – and this is Bunn's – I'm sorry, not Bunn's fault. It's Land's fault. Like, a lot is going on. You have characters that have a lot of character. But when you look at it, it just seems so barren and empty. Yeah. Um, Lots of posing. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm giving it a shot because I like Bun. Yeah. Um, they killed one of my favorite characters. I'm like issue two. Ooh, issue two. Fuck. Yeah. Like. But they're bringing in like all these different characters that I was like, oh wow, they're bringing him back. Uh, they brought Zorn back in the last issue. I was like. What? Um, yeah, so that, I didn't realize Zorn was an actual other person well, again. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, it was like, Shen Zorn. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. what? That's, that's um, not Magneto. Um, what's the other X-Men? Uh, Extraordinary. Extraordinary, which is another Lemire book. I don't dig the whole idea of the Inhuman Terrigen thing. I don't dig the they're in limbo. I don't love the team dynamics I'm seeing. They did deal with Iceman uh, coming out. That it's, was great. Mm. Did you realize when he iced down... Like, as soon as he asked down, it's like, I'm like, who's that? Hey, Bobby, let me talk to you for a second. Homosexual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I looked at him and thought, homosexual. Yeah, that was, that was a, that it was a Noel, which I didn't realize a Noel was gay. I didn't yeah. realize that. What? what? I don't oh, know. Oh, my God. They had a whole issue where he went on this date. He's and... had multiple issues. All I'm saying is I missed something. They sent Northstar to talk to him because okay. Northstar is the only other out gay X-Men, and okay. he punched Northstar oh. in the face because he was offended. Really? Yes. Well, I'm a bad X-Fan, uh, ad, wow. bad ex-gay fan, whatever. Jesus. Listen, I missed the beat. He was on Grindr, found himself a date, and then they got attacked, and he thought it was a whole, like, when was this? He, like a couple years ago? Like not long? Two? two? It was I like guess. right was around the time Bendis? of Astonishing X-Men with Marjorie Lou. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why I missed it. Because that I didn't read it. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, it, you know what? I think this don't love is... It. Colossus is amazing. Looks great. I love the look. I mm. love it. Oh. No, my, my thing is, I 
I like Jeff Lemire. I like his solo stuff. His indie stuff. I like great. his singular stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, his teams take some time to grow on me, and I'm hoping that's the case. But I'm I'm with you, Brian. Like Extraordinary X Men isn't really my thing. Which, when you look at Charles Soule uh-huh. writing all new and humans and uncanny and humans, mm-hmm. I like uncanny a little less. Yep. Doesn't mean that's by a uh, bad. That's a Freudian. <laughs> Tell us your real feelings on bisexuals. I'm, I'm very sorry. Ah! I'm very sorry, listeners. Mm. I'm working on. I'm working on that. Doesn't mean um, I bad. know some really cool bisexuals. In fact, I plan on sleeping with one of them when he gets back. Um, <laughs> but all new and humans is a book you should read if you love X Men. And Crystal from the Inhumans. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal. The writing is solid. Uh, The writing is tight. Uh, The characters are being fleshed out in an X-Men sort of way. Very much. Um, So if you need that fix of, like, a cohesive team um, with a goal that makes sense and stakes that are high but not just ridiculous or like kind of hashed out. That's a book you should be. See, reading. I really like uh, the other one, Uncanny uh, in Humans. That's a fla- that's the big flagship uh, flagship book because it has got Kang, well, it had Kang in it. It has got the royal family doing wacky, co- not cosmic royal but family sci-fi yeah. adventures and time travel, and it's got Beast, uh, an X Men. Uh, so I love that book. All new X Men with Hopeless writing it, and um, oh crap, Bagley on art. That's solid. I'm very happy with that. I would be fine with that if they called that book what it was, New Mutants. Well, yep. it, it kind of is, but it's New Mutants, but it's the original X-Men. Like it's it's it works in a really fun way with new characters like uh, Kid Apocalypse yep. and X-23. Not that she's a new character, but you know. And ID. Oh, and ID. That's right. Um, and Pickles. We cannot forget oh, pickles. pickles. I love pickles. <laughs> Honestly, I want to give Ho- Hopeless a big hug and be like, "Pickles is amazing. Thank you for pickles." I would like to hey, give Hopeless a big pickles. hug too. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Shut it. He's hot. MTA should stand for a motherfucker's touching my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Can I segue into the book that had me like with my jaw on the floor? <laughs> the Vision. <gasps> oh, oh my god that book is so wow solid and fucked up it's, we were yeah it, it it definitely is that book that you kind of sit there and go this isn't this does not feel like my traditional comic book Mm-mm. oh my god it's kind of like a breaking bad it almost it was sick and twisted and it was amazing and you get through, you know, you're reading through the issue and you get all the way, you know, they have this, the scene with um, Viv and the, and CJ, I think it is, or CK. Yeah. CK. Louis? Yes. Um, no? And then it gets to the final, final part of it where you realize, you know, where um, Lady Vision, whatever Lady her name. Lady Vision? Lady Vision. I can't remember her Virginia. name. Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Where they live. Is it? Yeah, oh, they're okay. Yeah, they're in the DC suburb. Yep. Um, where she goes to the house, and then she's talking to the guy, and they 
show the panels where the kids in you know like waking up in bed and you're like oh, okay now i kind of realize and they get through the exposition of it's the uh ck's father that you know sent the phone and is kind of harassing and wants them to leave and then he you know she starts levitating and he's got the gun and then like the last couple of panels where all of a sudden it's like oh god he's gonna wait he's behind her and then he ends up shooting at virginia and she phases and he ends up killing his son which is that her fault no but it's fucked up but it's but then she what like well she just i think she just knocked him out okay but well i think there was a little blood uh, well, but like, you know. that... but when you look at the next issue thing that shows a guy being put into a police car, so oh, y- you don't really know. It's Rockwell gone wrong. Oh yeah, it is. Oh my god, when that moment of realization hit me, like a few panels before it actually happened, and I was like, oh my god. Yep, they're going there. It just it fucking blew my that, mind. That's the thing about King. King does a really good job of taking, like innocuous sort of situations and and taking them to their nth degree mm-hmm. and that like that book is solid it it sells okay for us right it's not the biggest book sure but it's the book that everyone should be reading absolutely um another book that uh is not marvel but we should all be reading and, and checking out is faith number one by valiant and we don't talk about valiant very often on the show but Faith has been getting a lot of attention. Our, our friend of the show, Cena Grace, did a, an alternate cover for it. Um, it's a plus-sized – I don't know if that's the right term. I apologize if anyone's offended. Uh, no, it's a, she's a plus-sized superhero. Plus-sized woman superhero, and she looks great. Uh, her day job is kind of one of my favorite things. Uh, in her, her alter ego, she works for a BuzzFeed equivalent, Yep. which is you know very modern, very contemporary, but you know – New. I've certainly never seen that uh, kind of happen. And her alter ego, which is kind of interesting, like she just changes her her wig, or she has a wig rather, like this short orange cropped hair, mm-hmm. whereas her normal is just like blonde, long, slowly blonde hair. I and and of course the glasses thing. I don't know this character before this. I guess she was in another book where I was like a team book. Harbinger. Yeah. Oh, she's in Harbinger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't. And read that. Unity. She was in Unity for a little bit. Um, the art is okay i don't love some of the facial expressions that she makes it's a little kind of ridiculous some of the art reminds me of steve dylan this is a house style for valiant see i i love valiant Uh i've read my fair share um and that's the house style for valiant okay valiant is a really great publisher it doesn't get enough credit they've told some phenomenal stories and like I wish more people would read it. Yeah. But like if you're not Image, if you're not DC, if you're not Marvel, nobody wants to touch you. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you're reading like Invader Zim. Um and I don't because I never cut myself in high school. So <laughs> the only other thing about this issue, which uh Jody Hauser wrote. I'm sorry, it. that was really rude. <laughs> Actually I'm not gonna apologize. That was fucking funny. <laughs> the art is not only inconsistent at times in like the house style, they have different artists who've like come and yeah, go on this. Normally yeah. they have so. one artist from it's, beginning to end. It's it's weird. It's it's but overall if you want something that is different and you're not going to find this kind of superhero in any of the big publishers besides Valiant. Uh, I would highly recommend checking out. And the BuzzFeed angle is, you know, it's like the Daily Planet kind of equivalent yeah. for her. And today's today's Daily Planet. Today's Daily Planet, right? And it's 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 fun. So it's a fun book. Um the only other book I wanted to mention briefly is 
Jughead number four, I think, came out today. And Spoiler alert, he's asexual. I haven't read it. I'm behind. Well, I read it, and there's not a whole lot to it. Like, no, it's a throwaway re- remark from Kevin Keller about, oh, well, you know, there's only five gay guys in, in, in Riverdale, and, you know, you're asexual, as he's telling Jughead. And Jughead's just like, yeah, well, I don't have to worry about hormones. Well, he's, he says something about, like, hey, he says it in the way that it's, uh, of course he wouldn't care. You're asexual. Right, right, right. But, I mean, it's like, his in his defense, in Jughead's defense, a, the character has never had a sex life. That I was going to say, seen. I've never thought Jughead no. liked anything other so than So anyone food. who is like been out of shape about this, uh, go back and read the entire catalog of Jughead. They may they not have said it as much, but it's exactly what they But depicted. the character's never had an interest in right. anyone exactly. other than food. Exactly. Uh, I think as Steve commented on that link on the Flame On Facebook page, that he always thought he was burger sexual. Burger sexual. There we go. Uh, but it's a fun issue. It's got pirate flashbacks. Erica Henderson, uh, who is phenomenal, by the way, if you ever have a chance, go check out her Tumblr. Not only does she draw, you know, Squirrel Girl and Jughead and other fun characters, she likes drawing hot uh, men, too, occasionally. I do like her art in Squirrel Girl. Um, and uh, Chip Zdarsky is just writing the shit out of this book. So much fun. Uh, I heard an interview on Word Balloon, I think, and he was talking about how easy it is to write Jughead because we we have all grown up and knowing what these Archie characters are like. So writing them is fine, but applying a modern lens to them is kind of fresh and interesting. And I'm, I think of the Archie books, there's only two right now. It's Archie and Jughead. I actually am enjoying Jughead a little more than the Archie book. Mm-hmm. Like so. it's, I, I commend Jughead for, how can I put this? We're here. We're not queer. We're not straight. Get used to it. Like it just makes it like, makes sense. There's some people I know who I you know what this shall remain nameless and I won't even use gender specific pronouns. But I I've known someone who we have always assumed is asexual. Not that we're trying to prescribe anything onto anyone, but they just never seemed interested um, in either sex. And, you know, do you really need an advocate? I mean, everyone needs an advocate. Um, Is it something that people should be aware of? I would say yes, because people should be aware of different lifestyles. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that note, thank you for listening to us tonight (laughs) or today or Whenever you morning, listen to when us. you're pooping, you, you know, when you're having your morning coffee. Do people listen to podcasts when they poop? I listen to podcasts when I poop and when I shower. Um, oh. We're on SoundCloud and Facebook and Twitter. Stitcher. And Tumblr and Stitcher. If Honestly, and iTunes. We really thank you guys for listening to us. If you love what you hear, do me two favors. Go out, tell a friend, share us on social media, or just grab one of your friends and say, hey, you like podcasts, check this out. And leave us a review on iTunes. Review. We have some reviews. There, I don't think we have any current or like recent reviews, but we would love to have some external validation of what you guys already know just out there in the world so that people find out about us easier. And that, and that is a huge source hey, of that. Do it. Um, and if you don't love us and you just want to read us, leave us a review, it doesn't hurt. And if you don't want to write anything, just put stars. They let you click stars. It's very easy. Uh, but Flame On Show uh, on all social media outlets except Twitter, which is Flame On Podcast, just to keep you guessing. <laughs> and anything you want, message us. We would love to have more questions from our listeners. So many. Interact with us on social media. Whatever you would like, we are going to have some exciting 
Microsoft's coming up. Some drag is the new spandex back. Yes. From beyond the great. No. <laughs> and I have dealt with my timing constraints. Good. I will be here it's at the appropriate a, time. We have a very special drag is the new spandex relaunch with the timing of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 8 coming. Yes. You will want to listen to this. It's definitely. All the tea. Uh-huh. All the shade. Oh, uh, we can. Of course. We, we can tell them. Ginger Minch is coming back Woo! in for another interview. And she Girl. is ready to open up. We got oh. gender non-conforming, specific male. Can mean Secrets. A lot of things. But we have a bunch of other stuff we are very excited about bringing to you guys. Some interviews coming up. So please tell a friend. Keep listening. And on that note. Flame on. on. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud, or give us your feedback at nerdyshow.com slash survey. Flame On was created by Brian Pittard and engineered by Pat O'Rourke. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 